five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Right. I mean, it was that the case? The first year. Oh, yeah, I would say it was. <laughs> it's a tough one. <laughs> well, I'm like you. I, I was single till I was 33, right. you know, right. rather right. enjoying it. Yeah. And it was a <clears throat> it was quite an adjustment and we didn't have a long engagement. How long? We got engaged in September and were married in January. Mostly because my parents were coming over for Christmas anyway, so it seemed to make sense to in those days we didn't have weddings that like you have nowadays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Actually, um, so Debbie's got um, a so Debbie's sister Maggie. She was supposed to get married uh, before the pandemic uh, arrived on our shores, um, and they have a deposit over at the um, Audubon Society. Where Peter got married. Oh yeah, and they still wood have, end. they still have, uh, wood end. They still have a credit there. They don't. They wouldn't refund. They have, a, they have a credit there. So maybe we'll be over there. Oh, who's this? Who's, who's this? Is, this is Debbie's parents. Oh, yeah, I got yeah, it, yeah. Got it. Oh, great! Yeah, yeah. I think it's a fabulous place. So, yeah. good, good friend of Mark's it's got married. there. very magical. Ago. Talk about like you talk about Buffalo Bay. How it's you know the kids love it. Well, there's enough big indoors that you don't have to rely on necessarily. Nice to have good weather, but you don't have to rely right. on. Um, over there. Debbie and I were going to get, we were, we, Debbie and I got engaged, like I said, December, and we went to the courthouse um, in Delaware on New Year's New Year's Eve day, um, New Year's Eve, to get married. We forgot a few <laughs> papers, and we came back, um, and we we're kind of talking about it. Cheese. we got gail lynch ladies and gentlemen on the podcast we're recording i didn't know if you knew that we're live no that's fine and that's we've been recording for the last half hour. no i'm kidding but we're live and so welcome to the show uh gail and i gail is my my mother yeah i'm looking forward to seeing how you're gonna phrase this one well uh peter had a term for what our relationship, because we're not brother-in-laws, we're the outlaws. The outlaw. Now we're talking. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> my outlaw, my outlaw m- mom over here. Um, yeah, anyway, this so, is much more fun. A son, yeah, a son or a son-in-law, which is is an outlaw. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. don't have to be on my best behavior. No, <laughs> hair's down. Let it all, let it all go. So, Gail's uh, Henry, Henry's mother. Henry's obviously married to my sister Linda, but. Um, talk about relationships and uh anyway um but you i was talking to henry last night and he's like and i was like how did you how did you and uh mark meet and he's like you met through friends or something and then obviously you can tell the story but then like there's something about you or had a boyfriend at the time and you're holding his hand and you like got rid of his hand because you saw mark across the street or something (laughs) and you wanted to present yourself as eligible Is that accurate? <laughs> you take it from here. Okay? <laughs> well, yeah, I was sitting there having lunch and holding this guy. Oh, it's a bad story, bad story against me. But anyway, sitting there having lunch with this this guy holding his hand, and you know, it was all very pleasant. And Mark had walked up as we were taking our table, and we sort of said hello and had only met once. Um, but it didn't occur to me that he would walk back. 
you know, having right. got its lunch, he went off to get a sandwich. So um, we were sitting there, and Mark comes back, and by this time we had the bottle of wine, and we were holding hands, and I saw Mark, and it, it wasn't even a conscious decision. The hand was whipped out, and the <laughs> bottle of wine went flying. I mean, this was so embarrassing, so awful. But Mark saw. I didn't realize he'd seen and he said to himself, well, that one can wait. You know, <laughs> like I've got her in the <laughs> – now, now I know she's interested, <laughs> which annoys me enormously because so, at the time he was uh, a little otherwise engaged and didn't really have enough evenings a week to Marvin's slip me. engaged at the time? Not, not engaged to get married, but – In a serious relationship? I would say there was more than one relationship going Mark. on at that point, yeah. yes. Um so, you know, he'd prefer to deal with this later when he'd sorted out his other <laughs> relationships. Yeah. You know, if you, when the table's clear. Yeah. You know. you know, if you live in Washington in the summer and you maintain some relationships outside of Washington, they tend to all come to Washington for the summer because, you know, Mark is there. So <laughs> it's causing a little confusion. That sounds about right. <laughs> But it is a. Uh, but there was yeah. no, there was no doubt that this was what I. Call, I don't believe in love at first sight. I believe in recognition at first sight. There was mm -hmm. no doubt that that was there. We when we met, it was a rather upscale group house in the Calorama area, and mm -hmm. I used to have dinner there a lot. And I walked in for dinner one night, and there he was, and I just said, you know, it was an instant quote recognition. So the rec the recognition is like. What? Like, uh, it's like, you know, it's like a sixth it's sense snap. or something. You know that game Snap? You see the same cards and you go, Snap. Um, you, you have two decks of cards yeah. and you flip them over, and if they come up the same, you say Snap. Huh. Um, it's a great game. Cool. So, uh, yeah, it's like Snap. You know, you just felt like this is, you know, and a lot of what I picked up in that one glance turned out to be true. You know, here's a man of integrity, a rock. Some big stable about him, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. thoughtful, mm -hmm. all the things that turned out to be true. Unbelievable! That's a that's a yeah. that's a cool story. I mean, it's it's, uh, it's really cool because you and Mark have been together for how many years now? This was 1976. So you do the math. I'm that's not very three, good at math. <laughs> 33. Dude, 50. We were 50 40, years? Uh, no, I think we're do we're, we've done 40-something. Uh, I remember there was a big one okay, came okay, up. Okay, yeah, 45, maybe. Yes, so I, I'm so bad at this. I'm, I'm very bad at <laughs> That's okay. Yes. <laughs> this isn't a math, it's not a math show. Yeah, I hope someone will just let me know before 50 rolls up. That's obviously <laughs> going to be celebrated. <laughs> Amen. Amen. So you, uh, you grew up in England. Well, I actually grew up in India and then England and... Uh, Worked for the British government. And you born in India? No, because I was born during the war, but went right went out right after the war. That's World War Two. My mother-in-law was always saying, "What what world? What war is she talking about?" <laughs> Whenever I said I was yeah. a well a war baby. Yeah. Um, yes. So uh, when I was offered America as a posting, I actually kind of turned it down because I thought it would always be there and that the East was probably more interesting. But um, What do you mean a posting? Well, if you work for the government, they say, we want to send you to Washington. That's, so that's pretty neat stuff, you know? Yeah. But I didn't think she was offering me a post. I didn't think I was good enough for that. So she said, what do you think about Washington? And I said... 
Well, you know, America's always going to be there, but the East is not. Right, things right. are changing in the East, so I would rather, uh, you know. Go East, young go woman. Go East, yeah, exactly. Uh, and then she said, well, we're thinking of sending you to Washington. I went, oh, well, I mean, of course, that's different. <laughs> <laughs> and I had this idea, if I'm going to digress on this one, when I was sent to Washington, when I climbed off the plane, I had this idea that America was sort of rolling fields, sunny rolling fields, spacious houses with white picket <coughs> fences. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Grace Kelly coming, wandering <laughs> out, that kind of thing. A picture of perfection. Yeah, well, obviously, Ken- that's, Kentu- yeah, that's Kentucky, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> that didn't happen. And uh, I also thought I'd be warmly embraced as this extraordinary creature from England, most popular. Everyone would want me to want to know me. No, it didn't quite come out like that. Uh, people were actually jokey about the accent and what England was up to and things like that. So mm-hmm. I had to be a bit more on my defensive. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a wake-up call. But I loved it from the word go because I climbed off the airplane and it was humid and it reminded me of India. How old were you when you got here? It's math again, Billy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how old was I? 20, 24, 23, 24, okay. something in that range. And you were working for... The British government. Roughly yeah. speaking, yes. Yeah, so I yeah. came to work in the embassy. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. No, it's very, it was nice to have a, a family, so to speak, to take off from. Yeah. Uh, of course, I rebelled pretty quickly like anyone growing up. You know, uh-huh. it's nice to have a family initially, but then you wanted to break out. Yeah. Um, yeah. So toward, I, I your just... Fa- your family would be the other embassy members? Yeah, the whole the whole yeah. embassy as such is huge awesome. support group. Really, mm-hmm. um, I wouldn't have liked to have come to a foreign country without that. Well, right. I probably could have managed, but it made it a much more comfortable Absolutely. experience. Absolutely. But boy, I was ready to break the bonds when I uh, got to the end of that time. I had a, a network of friends and had no interest in being in that closeted society. Did you find that. Did you find that the, those kind of <clears throat> guys like stuck together at the cafeteria, or like? They just the embassy members, the Brits, just they kept to themselves. And you're you're a little bit more unbuttoned, or you? Uh, yeah, I'd say I was a bit. But uh, speaking of cafeteria, it was interesting. All the all the interesting guys, all the diplomats who had wonderful senses of humor, um, they used to eat on the later side. So I, in my calculated way, decided I would eat on the later side too, because we all shared tables. Mm-hmm. So lunch was great fun. I'd go up there and have lunch late. Mm-hmm. But if you went early, it's all the clerical stuff and the mm-hmm. all charming and support stuff and so on would eat earlier. But I find the, it a little late. Of, the late lunch. Late lunch <laughs> was the guys to be with. <laughs> the, in, the interesting lunch. Because <laughs> there weren't many women working then. Uh huh. So uh, and they were they were a terrific bunch. Wonderful, understated senses of humor uh-huh. and um, British humor. Yes. Oh, yes, very much. Well, how do so. you describe it? British humor is what dry. Dry and understated. You uh-huh. you have to catch it. Sarcastic. No, not sarcastic. You just have to catch it. It's very uh-huh. understated. I understand. Understated. Yes, yes. So that that was one of the, I'd forgotten about that cafeteria life. Yeah. Um. Did you have a feeling that were you attracted to American men? You said you like you kind of had a little oh. re- little rebel in you. <laughs> well, the interesting thing about American men that was different from. I grew up where, you know, a man asked you out and he paid and that uh-huh. whole bit. Yeah. And then I get here and 
not quite like that. And when someone asked me out, it was always for a drink. And I thought, what's with this? You know, I wasn't. And then in England, it was more. Let's sit. We're sitting down. We're going to have a meal. Yes, they'd ring you up to ask you out, mm-hmm. and you didn't expect to pay, and you said, and, and, yeah, and, and you're going to get a full meal, and you're going to get a full meal, <laughs> something yes. to wash it down with, and then you've got to, got to deal with the rest of the night, however you want, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's um, guaranteed a, um, a hot meal. <laughs> so you get to America, and people are calling up and saying, "Sunso gave me your name." You don't know them, or you might have met them once somewhere, uh, and they said, uh, "Would you like to come out?" Tuesday, for a drink. Tuesday week, but it was always for a drink. And I said, drink? <laughs> Is that yeah. all I'm getting? <laughs> <laughs> I'm hungry, too, here. You know? Can't drink on an but empty stomach. They were stomach. very careful. They didn't want to. It's like this dating. I mean, I can't imagine internet dating, but a friend yeah. of mine said, I just always make sure we only meet for a coffee because that way I can get out. Yeah. Um, you know, if you involve your coffee in a public place. Mm-hmm. So it's it's not dissimilar. It mm-hmm. gave the guy a big out in case mm-hmm. he didn't take to me. <laughs> uh-huh. Coffee or tea? Do you prefer? <laughs> or both? Well, I'll go for the drink, actually, whiskey and soda. But <laughs> <laughs> this, my, friend of mine, my friend of mine is talking about internet dating. Um, that that must be tricky. Is he doing it right now? Is he Is he internet dating now? Your friend? Which friend? Oh, you said your friend was talking about? Oh, the friend, the girl. Sorry. Yes, yes. No, she found her husband, and they've had a baby. Um, on, on Oh, all my friends who found someone through internet seem, apparently, seem to be happy. Good. Um, seems to work. Well, if you think oh, about it, it's a bit like arranged marriages. The the internet site that you're on is, does all the legwork like all the Indian parents do. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. get on very well with this, you know, mm-hmm. can't do the accent, but, uh, <laughs> you know, it's better than walking into a room at a party and deciding to go out with X or Y. Um, you know, you've done a lot of the legwork, yeah. homework on the on the uh, website. Yeah. Uh, but, the, but the, I mean, you, at the end of the day, it's uh, the human, the human connection, like getting set up, having a friend of a friend, um, just having friends that know other people that know are, are mutual friends there that can. It's a bit more like getting a reference, isn't it? Mm, you're you, talking about if you meet meet through friends, you, you've yeah. got a reference, yeah, <laughs> as opposed to <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, you and Mark met through sort of through friends for through yes yeah on the on the Colorado area yeah. Yeah, those, those are fun. Yes, I mean that the this uh, the the people who lived in that house were fascinating. They they went on to become ambassadors, worked in the government, journalists. Um, they were they were an interesting group. So there was always an interesting collection at yeah. dinner at any night. Um, but I'm not sure whether that exists anymore. I, don't, I wonder if that. People uh-huh. still do that. They share houses that way. I mean, not not in the past uh, year in the pandemic. That's for. I mean, talk about. Well, all, that would be your pod, I guess. Online, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Talk about online dating and everything, like that. dating in general. Imagine being single through this whole past oh, year. Oh, I've seen articles about that oh. as a as a problem. Yeah, know, how do you date and the. And actually, Saturday Night Live did. Did you see this thing Saturday Night Live did? No. They did a skit on the first party. Uh-huh. You know, oh, the, the, the first party back. Yes, <laughs> I bet that's good. Who is this? Do I know this woman? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, no, yeah. you want to go back and see? It's only a couple of weeks ago. I'm gonna pull that up. Yeah, it was it was very funny. 
You see what you watch Saturday Night Live? Oh, religiously, but you, only uh, the very beginning, and then we we record it. We watch the very beginning, and then we skip to uh, what's the news? Ah, the two guys who do the news, the news hour thing here, or whatever the, the, the daily daily. Uh, Oh. We- weekly update or something weekend yeah, update some- something yes, like that yes 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 yeah. you've got it um black guy and white guy yeah. together and yeah. um that we love that that's great fun but yeah. i a lot of the stuff in the middle sometimes we just page through it in case there's something we're missing but I don't <laughs> you really... stay up on saturday night to watch it if we're awake <laughs> after we come back we'll mm. but we prefer to record it yeah and then sunday morning watch it anytime it takes our fancy yes um What's your I, it's the best thing in the world, this recording business. You That's just great. skip through all the ads. Do you remember uh, set the VHS? Oh, gosh. Pop in a blank VHS, set the well, timer, what, what or just was, hit record. What was that machine called? TiVo. TiVo. TiVo? TiVo might have been the first. I've still got TiVo in my basement. The first to do that. TiVo. Can I sell TiVo now? Do you think it's got a market value? <laughs> still in the box. Maybe Smithsonian. <laughs> Unused. I'd be interested. Um <laughs> We it was TiVo the first might have been the TiVo I think TiVo's still around they they I think they've survived really? they've sort of adapted and they maybe have some sort of uh, cable internet provider. But you know what I'm hearing thing? now, and I saw that? it on Morning Joe this morning. Mm-hmm. They um, uh, everyone's giving up on televisions. Yeah, uh, they're they're using the streaming. They they're giving up on cable. They're they're getting all their stuff from their computers. Are you doing that yet? I am. Uh, yes. Yeah, I truly am. See, TiVo streaming. Streaming salt. TiVo still exists. Big savings on our on our best. Save up to $300. Most still there. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I got uh, I have No, we have TiVo at. It's, I think, TiVo partners with cable providers. Okay. So at our beach house, we have Mediacom. And they're, reg- they're regional, I think. And, uh. Their recording service, I think, is they use TiVo because um, it's got like the little TiVo icon and has the, these the, these unique. I like the sounds that they make the <laughs> the click sort of sounds that iPhones sort of make. That I think the TiVo sounds are superior. Um, anyway, but uh, yeah, it's the whole cutting of the cord, right? Cutting the cable, cut the cable. Uh, we I don't have cable here. Uh, when I, I started, we started, we talked about the Academy uh, mm-hmm. a little bit ago. Um, so I had, a, I had kids here in the fall. They brought their laptop. They needed internet, right? So uh, I have internet, had internet, but I was like, I need to upgrade. So I upgraded to the business bundle internet high speed. You Ooh, know? you can get that? Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Well, I mean, I was running a bit, little business out of the house. And um, so I'm, and this is really good. I had to pay up a little bit. And I'm like, um, to compensate or to, to balance it out, I'm going to get rid of cable. So I got rid of all cable channels. Ooh, yeah, but that's scary. Yeah, but then, I mean, I'm big movie guy. I love likewise. Net, I have Netflix. I have Amazon. Prime. Amazon Prime, terrific. Yes. Um, I just recently got Hulu, but um, anyway, for the fall, I watch a ton of movies. I go over to my mom's house around the corner if I wanted to watch some. Something on cable. You know what I'm saying? Uh, January came around, and football was on TV, the playoffs. I was like, how am I going to watch the playoffs? You know what I got is a uh, – let me rewind a little bit. In the fall, I, I looked into this thing getting a digital antenna. 
Okay, and you just hook that into the back of your cable jack of your TV. It costs 50 bucks or so. And you get four, five, seven, nine, twenty, fifty PBS, um, C-SPAN, like all the, ba- I don't know about C-SPAN, but all the basic cable channels, like 50 channels. That's all you need. I mean, that's all I kind of really needed until January came. I was like fiddling around trying to find some sort of game that I really wanted to watch. And I <laughs> pushed a few buttons here and there, and I found out I'm subscribing to Hulu, <laughs> which is 60 bucks a month. Um, but it's, you get all the cable. You get a ton of channels. Oh, really? So I have that now. I have to tell Peter about this. Uh, it has like CNN. It has the, has the news stations, Fox News. It has all the ESPNs. It's got all the sports channels. Um, well, this reminds me of something else. And it's got landlines. Have you? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm always giving I'm always giving out my phone number, which is a landline. And the guy this morning says, "Well, I'll text you with you know da da da." I said, "No, no, no, this is a landline." What do you do? How do you? I mean, how many texts am I missing? <laughs> because <laughs> I use my landline. landline. That's such a good point. <laughs> well, uh, they just assume it's a, a, it's a, mo- a cell a now or mobile. Yeah. yeah. I wanted to get a landline in here. I wanted a uh, old school oh, phone. Would you put your finger in the hole? I like the idea of just holding on to the phone instead of your cell phone. And you can like put it here on your shoulder. Yeah. Have you, know, you seen? It's a, it's a cleaner uh, transmit. You know, oh, back much. And forth. I, how, how I don't hear. know how you have a conversation of any length. <laughs> it's a it's, uh, higher qu- yeah, quality uh, experience. <coughs> Excuse me. But uh, I don't know if there's a phone jack in here. Easy enough to organize. We can it. figure it out. Let me figure something out. Like I, f- I found one, you know, like in like, is it the president has like the red phone? Yes. <laughs> I found one online. It's going to be a red phone. <laughs> or maybe like a bat phone. It's got to be beside something. a black one so you can uh-huh. differentiate. So. This is an important one. Yes. The red light's popping on. <laughs> this is a must answer. I got to put down my black to answer the red. <laughs> but yeah, landlines, like I talked to Debbie about this. When I was growing up, Peter, Emma, I don't know about Emma, but Peter and uh, Henry, I would think, grew up through like, I, I'm gonna, I'm interested in this girl. I got to call their house. I got to talk to them. Ma, hi, this is Billy Garish. Is Debbie there? Mm. Is Debbie available? You know, yeah, yeah. And you got nervous. You got nervous. <laughs> I hope I get the mom, not the dad. I hope I get the dad, not the mom. Well, hang I hope, up. I hope you see answers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, hang click, up and click, let the click. answers. And they star sixty nine. You remember that service? <laughs> If, oh, it, it, yes. That's caller ID. Yes. So if someone calls and you're like, I don't know, you maybe you didn't get it, didn't answer it in time, you, and, they, and they didn't leave a voicemail, star 69, and they'll tell you the number that called you. <laughs> we have caller ID everywhere. Did you see the joke? It was a wonderful joke. I, th- I thought it was a, it was for real. It wasn't a joke, mm-hmm. but it was sent out for laughs. This this father, I guess he was kind of our age, maybe slightly younger. He He gets an old-fashioned telephone, and he gives it to his sons and son's friend and says, okay, uh, I want you to dial this number. And he puts out the number of, uh, and of course they haven't a clue. They, what do you do? How do you, do you put your finger in it? You know, because <laughs> it was fingers in the hole, yeah. you know, to go around and then they'd take the finger all the way around or not. Push the, and uh, then nothing, and they work. finally got it and it didn't work. And they, why isn't this working? Because of course they'd never done the dial tone at the beginning. You know, you used to have to, pressed down to get uh-huh. but 
uh, at first she just and he was he said you got 30 seconds to make this call and they just couldn't do it <laughs> and the clue how to use it it's funny uh, it's funny because it's true i mean i when i was teaching uh this is even like 10 years ago um i had a record player and the first day i i, I held up a record you know, an lp and like what is this and like most of the kids were dumbfounded <laughs> fifth graders <laughs> like disc is it a frisbee <laughs> no 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 i'm putting a needle on this thing and it's attached to speakers and it's gonna play music I'm like oh whoa <laughs> whoa you see i'm a magician or something oh. i thought you were a math teacher but now you're a magician uh yeah just you know yeah sign of the times change. i guess yeah talking about the evolution of the brain earlier or, or social evolution the kids are just going to grow up you know a little differently, which is fine. Everyone, every gener- I think every generation has like something that's different than the previous generation that causes them to, you know, not bad or good or bad. It's just different. And we're talking about like how, you know, all the kids grow up with screens everywhere, you know, phone, um, mostly the phone. You can take the phone anywhere you want. And the phone is like a pacifier now, too, for kids. You know? For growing ups, too. <laughs> My little yeah, <laughs> comfort yeah. bunny, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, I don't know. Just don't let it. I mean, everything. I think with anything, it's in let moderation reign. Try to stay to the middle. I think one of the things I've noticed is nobody pays attention anymore. I, I, I ring up, say, the bank or some convoluted business where I mean, it's a business where I've got some convoluted problem, and I guarantee you. However, slowly and carefully I pose the problem by their questions, I realize they they haven't really listened to me. They mm-hmm. don't know what the problem. And I have to repeat it. Can you say that again, please? Go. I'm kidding. Proving your point. I'm kidding. Listening is a, a, a art, a skill that you you need to you you don't just you're not just born being a good listener. You know, you have to like, kind of be cognizant of but it. But it's definitely an art that's been lost. I believe. And, and when my kids are at, you know, kids are at home watching a movie, they don't, I, I've noticed they don't pay attention to the movie while it's going on. There's something will come up or they'll start talking mm-hmm. or they'll look at their phones or, um, <coughs> so when you're discussing the movie later, they've missed some very subtle points because they weren't really listening. And uh, I think that's right. You know, but right. I, the I, whole I, idea of multitasking is like t- taking it to another level. It's like you're on the couch watching a movie with your phone and your laptop on your lap. Yeah, and eating and talking and, yeah, yeah. and <laughs> listening for the doorbell. Yeah, <laughs> and yelling to the next room for like more chips or something. Well, I'm all for the multitasking if if you don't miss something. But when you're watching a movie, you can miss some really subtle. I um, yeah, I agree. It's like uh, so. I was at. I got my grad degree. I think you know at St. John's College and in Santa Fe mostly, but also I finished in Annapolis. When I was in Annapolis, uh, one of my tutors, teachers, they called them tutors there, um, because it's kind of the idea is like they don't really teach you anything. They just help you. They hold your hand and help you unlock these things that are kind of maybe already in your brain, you know. Uh, but uh, his name was Jeff Black. Shout out to Jeff Black. He would be great to have on the podcast. But um, we we're like having class. There was like no power. The power went out and it's July. It's hot as Hades. 
And uh, I'm like, let's just have the class outside. And we, you know, he's like, okay. Because <laughs> it's cool. You got a breeze. <clears throat> I'm like, yeah. He's like, well, how come I wonder, how come you don't do this more? Like some of the tutors don't have out class outside, you know? And he's like, in the pursuit of two ideals, both are lost. <laughs> of course, he would say something like that, right? <laughs> Being in nature is one thing. Focus on nature, okay? But you're reading a book and trying to discuss it. It's like you, you're diluting the pot or something like that. Either yeah. either sit in a room, you know, and not be distracted, or sit outside and, and admire nature. <laughs> <laughs> to your point about the movie, you know, it's like everything sort of like gets diminished. Whatever you're doing on the phone is probably not that great. You're watching the movie, you're not really taking it in, yeah. you know. Have you watched Atlantic Crossing? No. It was on uh, PBS. It's a true, it's a dramatization of a true story about the Norwegian royal family in World War Two and the escape, uh, the uh, escape to America of the princess and her children, and they, she became friends with Roosevelt. It's wonderful. I highly recommend it. Um, Atlantic Crossing. But when I went back to look over the, you know, what was fact, what, you know, how, how did they really stick to the story? One of the things that kept coming up is they'd say they'd put in some angle in the story because they needed to keep the attention of the audience. Mm -hmm. We felt we'd lose the attention of the audience if we didn't add in a little spice. Mm -hmm. You know, they tried to indicate that she might have had an affair with Roosevelt. And when asked why they pursued this so much, it was like, well, we've got to keep the story rolling. We've got to keep the attention of the audience. So this is another, another side of that same coin is paying attention. Mm -hmm. um, now, now the film producers feel they've got to manipulate the script well, to a, hold your attention. It's such a competitive market. You know, it's like back in the day. Well, my, my 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 mom would tell stories about every Thanksgiving uh, when uh, the Wizard of Oz is, it was aired on TV. <clears throat> before you had uh, obviously internet services, but before you even had tapes or VHS or DVDs, what's on the TV you watched? You know, yeah. and, it's, and it's like there aren't there aren't any other options. You know, it's like our this is our family movie. It's on at eight o'clock. We're watching it. You know, it's uh, Casablanca. It's like not a bad movie, but. Uh, <laughs> It's like there's something to be said for like things. It's something to be said for uh, having so many options that it's crippling, you know. And what I, how I got onto this topic maybe it was um, there's so many movies out there, you know. In order to compete for viewership, there's only 24 hours in a day, and we're gonna, we're gonna you have to captivate and, and keep the audience. Have you noticed that? I think uh, on whether it's Netflix or Prime that they don't last forever on there. They sort of say this will soon be. Yeah. Because you know, I always think. The expiration I, date. I, yeah, I, I keep thinking I can get to this I'll get later. to that. I'll get to yeah, that. Yeah, I'll do that later. That's like, uh, when, that's like when Mark uh, saw you get rid of the guy's hand. He's like, I got her. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let me take care of my uh, these other sort of uh, extracurriculars. <laughs> and then we can get down to business. But time is not. Time's on my side. <laughs> That, that it, to go back to that business of recognition, the, when he did invite me to the group house he lived in for dinner because he said it was his night to cook. Yeah. Now, that was a big misleading thing because he's never cooked a thing since. Yeah. But I went to the house and he and knocked on the door and he was sitting there reading a book. I could yeah. see through the door. Yeah. 
And it was a lovely sight. It's just very relaxed and, and reading a book. That sounds it, like Mark. It, yeah, and it emphasized what I'd felt before. You know, this is someone with, you know, stable integrity. You know, this is he enjoys this will do for me. And what, what's more, he's cooking dinner, but he's sitting in that chair reading a book. You know, he's obviously uh, are you pretty really good. Cook, are you really cooking dinner today? <laughs> well, he did. He did cooked a really good dinner. But, he got it all done. But he, does, he told me he did the same thing every week, which was to grill a steak, make a salad, yeah, bake a potato, I think it was. I can't remember what the potato was, but... Making me hungry. Um... So, but that was a very misleading. Ditto was misleading. Was he was in the process of leaving working for? Um, well, when I met him, he worked for Ralph Nader. Ralph and, Nader. Yeah, and he was remember him. Yeah, it's unsafe at any not price, but speed. Uh -huh. Unsafe at any speed. Was well, he? Was a politician, right? No, Ralph Nader. Uh, he was an activist. I okay. say. I hope I'm getting that right. Um, and he went to work for the ACLU. Well, he met me right. He was walking to and from right the Ralph Nader office when when we had the hands and the bottle incident. Uh, so when we started dating, he really didn't have a whole lot to do because he was wrapping up his cases. And before he went to the ACLU, so you know, I had a, a very incorrect perception of how he was going to be when. <laughs> We got to know each other better, mm -hmm. which was working around the clock, determined to be to get everything, not to miss a thing, you know, and mm -hmm. work well. But he at least laughs about that now, about how he uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> pushed that one over. <laughs> oh yes, long long breakfasts, you know, you said, you nice long lunch. See you for lunch, you know, early for dinner. <laughs> oh, those were the a, days. Nothing so, better than a long lunch. A lunches couple, are great, and a couple glasses of wine. No, and I'm, then, I'm all for lunch. And then go home and I'm much more recline. I'm much more lively at lunch than I am in the evening. By the time the evening comes, cognitive functioning is a bit gone. Yeah. I want to go to bed. You you, know. Are you early to bed per, sort of person? Or no? I don't, I don't, you don't, I don't, strike, you don't strike me as one. Not particularly, but I, I just wind totally. I wind down starting at around 2 or 3 in the afternoon. Yeah. Um, yeah. Real wind down. And I always take a nap. Yeah. A lovely yeah. nap. Around yeah. about five, six. Yeah. Oh, it's great. That's great. Well, he comes home so late and we eat like dinner so late. Yeah. I wouldn't survive if I didn't get to sleep in. Yeah. I wouldn't be able to cook and eat and talk. Right. Watch the news and so on. Um That's yeah, that's it's a good time to And as I get older we we wake up earlier and earlier. Yeah. I mean and at the moment it's five thirty because yeah. of the light. You just, you just wake up. Yeah. You, it's nice. It's beautiful. Yeah. Stretch a bit. Go so, down yeah, yeah, get stuff done. It's very civilized to be up up with the sun. I don't know, but down with the sun. It's it's but it's, like, it's elderly. When, <laughs> when I was younger, I don't think I saw a sunrise. <laughs> like it or not, it's coming. <laughs> Boy, okay. I could I'd sleep till eleven or twelve. No, no, when I, was, I love the morning. I love the morning. It's wonderful. It has great promise. There's it's, great promise uh, in the morning. Anything's possible. Such a good way yeah. to say it. You know? Yeah. By the time the it's evening like a, comes, you're overwhelmed. How are you going to get through life, the day, your fatigue, house? You know, makes cowards of us all. Yeah. You get cranky and you say you do things that sometimes that are out, out of character. Yeah. And you feel so down about what you're not accomplishing. But yeah. in the morning, all is possible. All is all bad. <laughs> hope. Hope springs it's eternal. So, yeah. After a good night's sleep. <laughs> If you get a good night's sleep. Yeah, I didn't sleep well last night. I've often thought of a podcast about elderly issues. 
Well, you should. Yes. Yeah, you can come use the Actually, studio. I'm listening to one now. Somebody beat me to it. There's a very good one called 70 on 70 or 70 over 70. But so far, this guy's got a list of really famous people to interview, like the nun who gets people off, who counsels people on death row and some film stars that you know about, good good actresses and uh, famous authors. I mean, yeah. so far, he's gone for the famous and not really talking about the problems of old age. Yeah, um, when, when you, I mean, try to get star power first, maybe to to get followers. Get followers, but I thought, but he beat me to it because I. What was I it called? Seventy over. 70. seventy over seventy or seventy seventy under seventy. <laughs> um, it's it's a good idea, but he just he just chats, mm-hmm. um, and I can't That's even remember. Who. Uh, Millie- seventy over seventy. Cool. Kind of cute, isn't it? Yeah, it is cute. What's it saying underneath it? Slowly is the fastest way to get to where you want to be. Okay. How about that? Sure. Well, that must be one of the uh, one of the episodes, I guess. I love podcasts. They're, they're such a great resource. Yeah. Except that I had this message from Apple, like, you know, you're going to fold, burn out, whatever. You don't have any memory. Go check what to do about it. And when I went on, podcasts were taking up. Too much space, <laughs> so I had to delete a whole bunch that I kind of liked. That's the um, um, the sort of thing with uh, you got to download. You download them? Or you, well, you, you go to podcast. Yeah, how do I get them? Uh, I've, I've got I've got a po- no, I've got a podcast symbol on the yeah, you get phone. It iTunes or Apple, and yeah. then just press podcasts, and then you put in the search engine. Or usually, I hear about one, and so then I go. So I was I was building up quite a supply, and I wasn't really listening to them. I listen to Fresh Air regularly. Yeah, that's I'm NPR? hooked on that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but Fresh Air, not not anything else they do. Yeah, I, I may have the other ones, but Fresh Air is is terrific. Well, we're gonna we're gonna be, we're gonna be on there. Um, have you checked out this podcast at all? I have. It's, it's, I it's, have, on, of it's on Apple. Yeah. Uh, well, I I do it through Instagram. I see you on Instagram, you and then do that, or you can do it through Apple, or you can oh. do it through uh, my the Buzzsprout web, website. Either way, Spotify, Apple, Android, whatever. God, I, I, you'll have to tell me how you got. I'll show you after how, the show how you get all that set up. Yeah. So Henry tells me that you're kind of you're you're into the uh, Prince Harry thing. I, I'm very into the royal family. I like to. I'm. I'm. A, I'm a great royalist, actually. Yeah. I mean, I grew up. That's tra- traditionalist or that's old school. I, I, yeah, I grew up. But even as a small child, I thought this is anachronistic. You know what? Mm. What the heck? Queen of, and crown. But I still yeah. was still was very into it. And as a child, you know, uh, <laughs> we had all the paraphernalia and. Uh, you know the carrot, the coach uh, from the coronation, mm-hmm. and collected all this stuff. And uh, there wasn't much to play with when we were kids. And it was right after World War Two, and uh, we used to cut out pictures and paste them in scrapbooks. And the paste was flour and water. Mm-hmm. And the mm-hmm. scrapbook paper was disgusting. I don't know what it was. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's how we amused ourselves doing that. And, of course, most of the pictures in the magazines were the royal family. Mm-hmm. Um, so now I follow them on Instagram with as much interest. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, well, you've heard my coronation story, I'm sure. I don't know Well, my father was quite a war hero, and I don't know how he got it, but somehow he got a seat for the coronation right outside Buckingham Palace on the stands. And my grandmother bought a TV because we didn't have TVs in those days. But she went and bought a black and white TV and invited all the friends over for sherry. And my mother and I were sitting there, you know, watching it with our 
Sherry. <laughs> <laughs> and my father comes flying through the door and he grabs me and he says, I'm taking Gail, I'm going back, I, I can get her in. And so we got in a cab and drove across London right to the side of Buckingham Palace and Victoria Street, I think it is. And it, the cab driver said, can't get you any further, Gov. And so we <laughs> got out of the taxi and walked the last little bit and walked straight up the stands. And uh, we were right where the curl ends of the circle and fabulous seats. Mm -hmm. And I spent my time while we waited for the carriages. It's the coronation of the, of the, uh, of the current, current queen. queen. Yeah. yeah. So I spent my time, I was about nine years old, I suppose. I spent my time with toffees, which we were given bags of toffees, mm -hmm. dropping them into top hats. All the guys were wearing top hats mm -hmm. and I would try and drop them into their brims down below. <laughs> um, and of course the queen comes, they come back from, she's riding in her carriage and that's all very exciting. But what we were really excited about was the queen of Tonga who'd had a lot of, uh, that's in the Pacific somewhere. Mm -hmm. um, they'd had a lot of publicity. She's, she was huge, very mm -hmm. fat, and very jolly. And she was in an open carriage, and it was pouring with rain. Yeah. And she was in an open carriage, and everyone went berserk. I mean, it was almost more popular than the the queen coming by in her her carriage. It was very exciting. To went berserk. What berserk? Why? Because she was. She, she'd always Tonga. T O N G A. She'd always be. They'd done a lot of hype on her because she was such a character, um, and. Uh, so certainly all the kids were very into her by this time. Uh -huh. And see her coming by in this open carriage. I mean, she could so easily have kept dry and <laughs> was not going to. Um, we, we certainly roared for her. But the, the other thing that was different, you know, we were also brought up that when you came across the royal family in public, you didn't stare. You didn't ask for autographs. You didn't, you know, you gave them their space and their privacy. Yeah. That was how you behaved. Respect. And um, sort of stood back and, uh, you know, I remember seeing Princess Margaret many times in Harrods. She was a tiny woman, but they'd put on sunglasses and a big headscarf and by and large people didn't notice them. Mm -hmm. I saw her in antique shops and so on. But when I was older, um, I used to socialize with a whole lot of students at Cambridge and all of whom are fairly, were fairly aristocratic and um, – which I'm not, and uh, one of them was Prince William, who subsequently died in an airplane crash when he was about 30, very sadly. Mm -hmm. um, but he had a 21st birthday party, which we were all invited to. And so it's in the middle of uh, Northamptonshire, sort of near Norfolk. And we're riding there after the – there's always mm -hmm. dinner parties before a before a dance or a party given by all their friends. Mm -hmm. And so we'd done the dinner party bit, and we were all in our cars driving to their house and cross fields, you know, just rural England. And suddenly there was a whole line of lights. <laughs> and I said, what are the, what's all those huts, you know, with all the lights on? Because, mm -hmm. you know, if they'd been farmers' houses, they wouldn't all have their identical lights on. Right. And they all looked at me and said, oh, Gail, that's the Queen's train. <laughs> <laughs> so she had her own private train, which took it took took it to the house virtually there was a you know, train track along there oh my god a real train yeah oh. what's her train i thought so, you meant like a train like her no like, no like a, a bunch of cars yeah that so it, it looked her. like a whole 
long line of huts. And, yeah. and, but it was very dark, so all you saw was these lights one after the other. And I thought, what were all those huts? And, oh, Gail, that's the Queen's train. So sadly, I had this lovely invitation, you know, the Royal Highness is the, uh, invite you to Prince William's 21st party. And so uh, you walk into the house and they have a basket and you all have to hand over your invitations. You know, I don't know whether they thought you were going to pass them out of the window for someone else to get in, or <laughs> use it another we'll day, or copy it or something. But anyway, it was that was it. You got in with the invitation and handed it over to the basket. But that was a party. It was great fun. They had a nightclub in the basement, and just everybody was there. Prince Philip, um, the whole whole royal family. Mm-hmm. Um, but Prince William, it wasn't a very fun 21st party. He was on his best behavior. You know, it was <laughs> mom and dad giving the party. It was a kind of official, but everyone else enjoyed themselves. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah. it was a lot different. You follow, you follow the, you still follow the royal family. Oh, I do on Instagram a whole bunch you, of. What do you, yeah. it, you um, I, I, I highly recommend it. It's fun. Well, you keep Henry. up with. Prince, Henry, Prince, Prince Harry and Meghan. Oh, Harry, I'm I'm furious with him. I think yeah. his behavior is atrocious. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, we've we family relationships are tough enough, but boy, yeah. you don't go out there and criticize, talk about your the relationship you have with your father, dysfunctional relationship. That is terrible. Talk about Oprah. Utter the disloyalty. Oprah well, it, it's not so much doing the interview with Oprah, which wasn't a great idea, but. Um, but saying what he said, and I said it later, I think, maybe not. He alluded to to hoping the relationship with his father would improve. But later, some other interview, he's um, gone into more depths about that. And I, I think that's, no. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not, uh, I'm keep not it, amused. Keep it private. Why would, I don't know, why would you air family stuff out for the public? Uh, I agree. Well, the- I mean, if if even if Harry, like you, tell me if I'm off, um, didn't feel comfortable or Megan didn't feel embraced, I don't think that needs to be outed to everyone. And no, world. nothing's to be served by it. You know, um, maybe maybe they're maybe they're right, but maybe they're wrong. Maybe yeah, we don't know. You know, but to, to go and uh, but you don't talk about you it. You don't talk about it. Talk yeah. about it with family. Figure it out within the family. Yeah, absolutely. As anyone any. Other family does, you know. Yeah. So whether famous or not, but it's it's bad enough to come out in public if you weren't even famous or weren't royalty. But to do so when you're in such a public position is, mm-hmm. and and particularly thoughtless when she's the age she is, the queen, and Prince Philip has just died. I mean, come on, that's you could if you really want to pour all this out. Wait, <laughs> you know, wait a f- few years. Poor tact, <laughs> poor timing, or whatever it's. Um, well, it's it's complete. Uh, well, I, 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 hasn't Megan, uh, hasn't Megan Mark, Markle, right? Um, hasn't she gotten because of that, like business opportunities? Doesn't she have like some sort of channel now? Yeah, I, 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 I'm, I'm sorry, sort of I cannot be too like heartfelt yeah. about her her complaints because she's a she's an older woman. She's savvy. She's been around the block. She's been a film actress. You know, there's nothing. She can't claim innocence the way Diana really was thrown into the wolves when she, even though she came from aristocracy, she didn't have the experience or the kudos to cope. And they, the palace let her down by not helping more, which is why they helped Catherine so much. Uh, 
what do they call her, Kate? Kate. William's wife. I mean, they, they spent, they realized they got to spend a great many years getting to know each other and make sure it was right. But they also went to great lengths to help her. Acclimate. Acclimate and become part of the royal family. So I'm sure they would have done the same for Meghan. Mm-hmm. But Meghan needed it less just because she was a savvy. She knew just, how to operate in the public eye. Yeah. But, you know, they, they're on their own. They want to make money. And Oprah loves to help people with this. So this is not the only person that she's reached out to. I mean, it's a nice thing about Oprah. She, she sees talent and she says, I can help you, which she can. And uh, help you get started, yeah. launch you, and and I don't blame them for using her if that's the case. But you be wise about what you say. But they're onto this mental mental health is a kick, and so that's why he dealt with the father and stuff because he's you know. Depression but I find bi- it bipolar. No, he's uh, he's he says he's traumatized by his mother's death and oh. all that that involved, and which I'm sure is is a possibility. But you don't, well, certainly not in England. You don't whine. Not my England, the one I came from back in the day. <laughs> you don't go around whining and being pathetic, um, which is really what he's he's just whining all the time. Poor pity, self pity. Yeah. Self indulgence, self pity. Yeah. No, I have no truck with it at all. But apparently, he was very. Very popular with all the organizations he was part of, and then the army in Afghanistan. Emma's boyfriend told me that he knew people who knew him there, and that they thought the world of him and how he behaved. Talking about Harry, yes, and yeah. how he fitted in. Um, and I can well believe that. So I think it's sad. He's he's. Uh, and gosh, you've got to be so careful that people aren't pursuing you for your money or your fame. And so if you're a member of the royal family, or you've, you've got to be a little suspicious or certainly test out someone like Megan. I don't mm-hmm. think she did this, but, you know, you've got to be careful that she isn't. And her motives are pure. Yeah, that she's not. Because obviously she this has sent her up the money channel, being able to be his wife. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not saying that. Uh, what do I know? I don't know anything about. Uh, she may be completely in love with mm-hmm. Harry, and um, mm-hmm. let's say I have my doubts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a lot of self-service going on here. I think it's, it's the mother, the mother's eye right there, <laughs> the keen eye of a mama. Um, <clears throat> any, any, uh, how how Gail's black and white's doing? Are we that- talking race now? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You're moving right on here. Yeah, to the next time. To keep it light. <laughs> oh, I think you're talking about my photography. I'm very excited about that because, you know, I've always, I've always wanted, it's in the age of eight, I've always felt that photography was where I'm at or where my gift is at. Yeah. But I was always dissuaded. I th- and this has led me to say that I think encouraging people is terribly important. Mm-hmm. Whatever it is that you hear that someone wants to do, you should try and be encouraging, even if you don't believe they should encouraging, be doing it. Encouraging is terribly important, yes. Yeah. <clears throat> and I, I, here I go, I'm sort of being critical of my family, but that encouragement was not there. Mm-hmm. And, and I bought into it. And then when I finally... It was hitting 30, and I thought, oh, maybe I won't ever get married and have children, which seemed to be what was I was expected and what I thought was 
was going to happen. Mm -hmm. Well, what would I like to do with the rest of my life? Well, photography was the first thing I wrote down on a piece of paper. So I went and interned with a photographer, and um, we went around taking weddings. I could done more weddings, but back in the day, not nearly as good as what you get now from wedding photographers. But the, I don't know what made me suddenly take it back up now. Maybe it's end of life is coming rapidly. Um, I. What do you like about? What do you like about photography? What What do you think? Your person? Why is your person on a draw? Well, the, the trouble was when I did yeah. photography and was interning and then did it, you know, professionally. And I was doing jobs that people wanted me to do. Go take a picture of this, or my house needs taking a picture of my kid. But really what I was enjoying doing is taking reflections in water and, you know, insect on a leaf. Mm -hmm. But I really wasn't finding time for that. Mm -hmm. So That wasn't in demand. No, so it wasn't, yeah. And so recently it was like, I really want to do it just for me. Mm -hmm. And what was exciting was I think maybe digital photo photography got me into it because in the old days you had to, you know, focus mm -hmm. and f-stops and speed and, and accessible now and i thought what fun let's just go with it without having to think about all the mechanics i'll get mm -hmm. to the mechanics later if necessary right. but let's just roll just right. click 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 right what cartier bresson called the moment mm -hmm. instant moment i think it translated mm -hmm. moment critique <laughs> um so that's been a lot of fun because Do you, you no find yourself an observer Oh, always have been. Yeah. Always have. I can walk into a room and tell you instantly how it's decorated, whether it's happy, unhappy, a mess. Mm -hmm. Someone's just had a meal here. I'm always surprised when my kids don't pick up on something like mm -hmm. that when they walk in. I, no, I've got eyes like a mm -hmm. hawk and work for the government for nothing. I can, I can spot. <laughs> I spot. Uh -huh. um, you like airports? Just observe uh, oh, yes, the observation yes. of humanity. Oh, absolutely! But <laughs> I don't miss a thing, not a thing. That yeah. book's out of place. It wasn't there last time. Yeah, yeah. Um, you came into the house. You're like picking up on details that were different in the Christmas yeah, party. Yeah, and I see year. them instantly. Yeah, it's like a jumps out. Of it's you. a everybody's different. I guess yeah. that's that's my particular. Talent. And I think that would probably go... So it translates into photographs, too. You yeah. suddenly see something and say, I've just got to take a picture of that. Yeah. It's um, it's an instant recognition thing again. Yeah. Um, so I, love, yeah I, love been, your, I love your black and whites. Oh, good, good. Yeah. I, I need all the praise I can get I'm after. Uh, yeah, I've, I've had a lot of very, very good feedback. So the, those pictures that you post on your Instagram, correct? Are those yeah. new photos or are those photos that you I do. I do a mix. I do a mixture. I dig out of boxes and... Um, I, I hope I somehow explain that, but um, a lot of it's new stuff. Yeah. And I'm trying to do something I call breaking the sound barrier, which is reaching beyond my own expectations, finding some something better, newer, different. Mm -hmm. um, With respect to what? With anything to in life? To, no, for the, photographs, for the photography. For the photography. Make something, you know... Break the sound barrier. Oh. Find some other way of expressing something. Uh, there was one photograph I took. I remember sending it to Emma and saying, I think I broke the sound barrier on this. Now I can't even remember the photograph. <laughs> um, like um, different sort of? It would have to be totally different and creative. I understand. And, so the, crea the creativity level is yes, high. Yes. I understand. You've, you've succeeded in capturing something. Doing doing something different than other people would 
producer. But I, I get Peter. Peter's before. wonderfully encouraging and says, you've got to have an exhibition. I don't want to do that. I don't want to spend the time doing that. I want to spend the time taking the photograph at the moment. That's where I'm at. That's like me in podcasting. I love the, this. And then I have to, I, then I got it. I should, and I do, go on the computer, and I, and I don't really edit much. But then I have to process it, upload it, um, kind of like circulate it through all the different social channels and 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 sites and stuff like it kind of like bogs me down you know yeah it's just fun fun the doing the art is what i enjoy the nice thing about the digital is you can edit edit it very easily on the yeah you can i i i have not i have yet to edit anything (laughs) (laughs) this is my 45th podcast really yeah I've got to go back and listen to some of them. It's uh, what I what my approach to it is. Um, I just want to be as real and transparent as possible. So. A natural conversation. Yeah. I don't know if you can still get Charlie Rose's interviews. Do you, mm-hmm. do you remember, remember Charlie, Charlie Rose? Because yep. I used to listen to him, thinking, "How could how could I do this at a dinner party?" He was very good at leading. You know, you'd have a question and answer. You think that's it. But he had a way of saying just one thing that led the person on to a bit more. And one of the words he did use, I made a note of, was because. You know, they'll say, yeah. they'll give an answer and say, I love yeah. the sunlight on the chair. He'd go, because. You know, and making you then, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know, to lead, say a bit more. Yeah. yeah. To dig into your consciousness or unconsciousness. But the follow-up questions is it's a tough one, I think. Or are you good at the follow-up I think, I think I think it's... Uh, Number one is being a good listener. That I've that's something I've I've worked on. Um, and number two, being curious. And that's something I think I've. But oh yes, I've very. Been, I've been born curious. Um, just uh, there's no there's a, never a, a closed door. There's always like going here and then oh there's an interesting avenue we can go here. You know, offshoot or go this way. And eventually you gotta like <laughs> you gotta shut it down because uh, my computer might explode. <laughs> <laughs> Did but you like, know that most people like listen when hour. most conversations people when when you are saying something they're busy composing their answer mm-hmm. which is not a good thing to be not doing. Not a good thing. Well, yeah, exactly right. Not staying in the moment present. That, I think that's 100% correct. The thing about the response. Yeah, cuz it's not a, a natural flow if one of you's constantly, "Ooh, what am I going to say now?" Uh, I think that um I just did it right there. Uh, but I think that uh, pauses in between exchanges uh, would be a good thing. Very. I uh, A woman rang me up the other night because she knew that I was trying to find a job for a woman who works for us. Mm-hmm. And when I talked to her about this woman, I, I felt like she was really listening to me. And then there would be a silence while she thought about what I'd said. Mm-hmm. And then she'd respond to that. And I thought, wow, not often do I hear a person do that and it was very effective because it also made me so she she there would be a silence after I'd said what I'd said well but it made me think of something extra to say to Mm -hmm. add to the details I was trying to convey but it was so unusual because I just don't know many people who do that I think it's yeah it's more the exception than the rule um so that's a good thing to it's develop. Good, it's a, I think it's a good. I think it's a good thing. I mean, everyone I think tries to fill the silence because they 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 think it awkward. Yeah, no, they you know? it mustn't. And 
uh, the, the, the listener needs to absorb what they've just heard too. Mm. Pause for effect. Pause. <laughs> <laughs> Gail, I mean, we can keep going, but um, I'm hungry. Yeah, we, we can keep going elsewhere. We, are, we, are we still having lunch? I hope so. If you want to, I'm, I'm not going to. Uh, I'm hungry. You look like a busy guy. <laughs> <laughs> I got a lot of little people running around, but uh, definitely a time for lunch with yeah. Mama Lynch. But well, I, yeah. this has been fun. Well, we've we're right. overdue for lunch. We've been promising it for quite a while. It's happening. Yeah. Anything? Any parting words, ideas, things, shoutouts? I'm no, a no, great no. believer in uh, marriages and relationships. Gotta talk. Gotta talk. Keep what talking. Keep talking. Keep talking. Yeah. That sound good? I love. It. Yeah. I'm a very I'm, important. I'm, I'm a proponent. Yeah. And men, when they hear it's, women talk, mustn't think that it means they've got to solve the problem. It just means we need to vent. I think men tend to, I'd hate to be so, but I think men tend to think that when you complain about something or mention something that they're supposed to solve it. They're not. They're mm-hmm. just, they, we want you to listen. We want you to, to be there to hear our vent. Correct. And yes. to say, and to sympathize and say, dear, dear, I'm sorry you, that's yeah. so rough for you. Too bad. You you're know, right, no. don't solve it. Just. You're right. You're right. <laughs> you're right, darling. You're right. <laughs> I might not agree with you, but you're right. <laughs> My good friend, Brian Danver, who I taught with for a long time, and he's married now with two kids. Um, his wife, Katie, like saying this stuff to Brian. Maybe Brian was saying it to Katie. And then Katie was like, Brian was worked up about something. And uh, Katie's like, yeah, I don't know if that's the right way to approach or way to, to view it. And he's like, I mean, Katie... Just agree with me, all right? Just listen to me and agree with me. <laughs> I don't need I don't need your reason right now. Your reasoning. <laughs> I just need the support. <laughs> That's it. It's, yeah. uh, you should find it's the other way around. Just agree with me. <laughs> um, all right, Gail. Uh, thanks for coming out. Well, thank You're you awesome. for having me, Billy. I'm You're very awesome. flattered. And very we have, flattered. We have so many other things that I was going to bring up, but. That's all right. We'll like, do, like we'll do about, series two. I, I would love it. What happens. Uh, it's, it's a joy to be with people that just like, and it happens organically. That's yeah. the idea. Episode four. We'll go to episode four. Amen. <laughs> I like four. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you. Pros of Community is a hyper-local approach to the podcast. Chevy Chase, Bethesda, Kensington, Washington, D.C. A podcast of people who are pillars unto themselves, and because of that, they stand pillars of our community. It begins by being your best self, your best pillar. Then, just like that, magically, whether you know it or not, the community will feel your effect. These people are pillars of community. Be a pillar.